Hey you guys, Maestro here. You said you wanted an episode all about physical therapist assistants. So here you go. I've brought on four different people. One is a current PTA student, one is a new-ish grad PTA, one is a PTA who's been in the biz for over 20 years, and one is actually a PTA who went on to become a PT. So all that to say, if you can't find the answer in this episode, it probably doesn't exist. So sit back, relax, and get ready to learn all things PTA. Hey, DJ, give me that heartbeat. This is Maestro on the Mic. A podcast designed to help you change your mindset and your life. It is time for something new. Join host Dr. Shante Cofield, also known as the Movement Maestro, on a journey to see the bigger picture. Open your eyes. Find your passion and discover how movement unites us all. Let's get it popping. This is Maestro on the Mic. I'm the Maestro, and you're about to get maestro Three, two... One. Hey you guys, Maestro here, and welcome back to another episode of Maestro on the Mic. Today I have with me Heather Ballard, who is rounding out this series, and she is actually a physical therapy assistant student, PTA student. Uh, you guys know that as part of this series, I wanted to get like you know that, that kind of well-rounded approach, hear from people in different phases or stages of things and lo and behold Heather walked into my rock tape class and was like I'm a PTA student and I was like bless you I need you on the podcast so I'm gonna let her tell you her story uh without further ado welcome to the show Heather thanks for joining us friend well thank you so much for for letting me be here and get to to share and and talk and yeah thank you this is Awesome. So why don't you jump right on into it? Because you have a pretty cool background and kind of, you know, I would say non-traditional uh, approach to becoming a PTA student, becoming <laughs> a PTA. So why don't you share that with the people? Okay. Um, I don't know how, you know, exciting or anything my life is, but um, I am a, a, a yoga teacher. Um, I've been teaching for, I don't know, about eight years now or so, um, and just kind of got into that part-time. I'm a, a mom, and it just kind of fell in love with it. And as I furthered my studies in it, I realized that um, I loved learning about the body, anatomy, biomechanics, started following some other great, great people. I mean, and that's how I got introduced to you and your your podcast and um, everything that you share on social media. And I also realized that I, I wanted a little something more for myself. Not that there's anything wrong with, with teaching yoga, but I wanted, um, I wanted to make a career and not sit at a desk all day. And yeah. somehow I found out about a PTA course locally offered at one of my uh, local colleges. And the thought of going back to school absolutely scared the crap out of me. Um, yeah. Being an an older student, I'm 43, which you know I don't feel that old yet. Uh, Good, but, you shouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> but should. it, it really, you know. And then I thought about, well, okay, at, at this point in my life, 
PT school versus PTA. And I had to look at, at my family's situation and realize that the return on investment just didn't really make sense to yeah. do the full PT school because I don't have my, my undergrad. So, mm-hmm. um, I started the process, even though, you know, I was scared to death. I realized, you know what, I, I need to do this for myself, for my daughter, who's, you know, 13 and in middle school, and she can see her, her mom struggle as well in school and do this for myself, most importantly, and my family, um, just to help contribute a little bit more. Amazing. And can you just give me a little bit of uh, information, if you will? How long is PTA school? And the end is in sight for you, uh, right? It's like June. So how long is PTA school? Yes, I'm so excited. uh, And I'm (laughs) in the the hardest part of the program right now. So um, the the program itself, um, I'm at Green River College um, in uh, in Washington State. It's a two-year program. Um, we go uh, fall, winter, spring, two years. Uh, there are your prerequisites that you need to fulfill and job shadow um, hours that you need to finish as well as part of the application process. So it's like a th- it's three years, um, depending on oh. how many your, your prereqs you already have done. Okay. And in terms of, and maybe you don't know, like in terms of how competitive it is to get into school, like are there a lot of PTA programs? Is this like, what are we looking at with this? Well, in Washington State, I believe there's five programs throughout the state. So there okay. are a few more um, schools or locations than PT school. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't remember exactly how many people applied. But yes, it is it is competitive. So, you know, it's helpful to have um, the good grades, um, mm-hmm. a diverse background, um, maybe yeah. some experience. I did not have any clinical experience beforehand, but I think uh, the training that I kind of focused in for my 500-hour cert in yoga was was kind of more on the, um, like I said, the anatomy, biomechanics, um, For sure. body, mind, kind of that pain science. And so that hopefully may have helped in me being able to get into the program. Um, but that we have, there's a lot of people that I'm in school with that have been working in a clinic um, as a tech or as an aide. Um, and so, you know, that probably helps, I'm sure. For sure. And this is a full-time program, Yeah. Yes, full time. So are you, if you wanted to, or if someone wanted to, would they be able to work or do other things? Or is this like, you go to school and that's it? Um, it depends on the person. I would say that we do, there are, are students that are working as the program progresses. Uh, so this fall quarter that I'm in right now and next winter are the most challenging. And our instructors okay. advise, if you don't have to work, don't work. Okay. focus on school. And then by um, the last spring quarter, we're in clinicals full time. So oh, okay. unless you want to work, you know, full time plus your other job, or do clinicals full time and work, that's up to you. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, no, thank you. Yeah, uh, yeah, you kind of alluded to this. And I'd love for you to tease it out a little bit. Uh, you have a yoga background, you have a movement background. Yes. How has you know what this is like essentially a second career? for you. Mm -hmm. So 
how has what you've learned in the past, what you're doing in real time, like when, you know, what you're actually doing in the yoga world, does that tie in at all to what you're learning? Because one of the things we see with PT students is that they get really disenchanted because oftentimes some of what you learn in school, you're like not seeing on social media and vice versa. Yes. Um, are you, is there like conflicting stuff that's going on there? You feel like your curriculum is pretty up to date? What can you talk about that? Um, I would say that in, in this program, I would assume with PT as well, they're giving you the basic foundation to be able to, you know, pass your state, you know, boards, but be uh, an entry level PTA, you know, or PT. So you're not, you're not going to know it all. You're getting a foundation. Now, for myself and some of my, my experience, um, and I know some of the things that you kind of like to talk about and teach breathing and, Mm -hmm. and breathing, mindfulness, the nervous system, um, pain science, a lot of that stuff we don't really get very much into. Mm -hmm. But for me and my experience, um, you know, that's okay. I know those are things that will help hopefully benefit me as I continue to learn and, and start working the field and maybe be able to integrate. I like, um, that's, you know, that's my goal, how that's going to fit in the structure of, you know, dealing with insurance and mm-hmm. billable time and all that. I don't know. Um, that's something I'll have to kind of figure out. Yeah, for sure. As you go, but Which everyone listening to, you should be thinking that same thing, guys, like you'll figure that out as you go. And once you start actually practicing and get your license. And I know that I will continue to do training and education when I'm done. That may not fulfill, you know, CEUs, PTA CEUs, Mm -hmm. but it will still benefit me in the broad spectrum of being able to help people. Because, you know, pain is so complicated. There's so much I have no clue about. um, But I've got to learn the basics, right? So I have to learn the basics to, to, and be able to build from there. But yes, because, because there's other information that I do know, or I have Mm -hmm. learned, or I'm starting to learn. Yeah. Sometimes I, I feel like, oh wait, in class, you know, in lecture, what about this or what about that? And I'm getting ahead of where we are. And so I have to pull it back and just say, okay, I'm going to focus on this and then maybe we'll get there at some point or it's going to be post graduation. I love it. You kind of alluded to it. I'm going to te- ask you to tease it out a little bit more. Where do you see yourself in terms of practicing ultimately? When when you went into this, and maybe it's changed since you've been in school, uh, like, where are you like, hey, you know, when I graduate, I'd like to work in X setting, or I want to kind of mix yoga and role model stuff in with my, in my PTA stuff. Like, do you have a, a vision for where, you know, where you'd like to see yourself practicing? Well, that's a, a great question, um, and I think it's kind of multifaceted. So not too long ago, I even thought, do I want to continue to teach quote-unquote yoga because um, it, that term uh, here in the West, it, it's, it's kind of different than, mm-hmm. than, you know, maybe um, way back, you know, when, what, what, yoga really was or is or yeah. how much has it changed and am I doing a, the, the practice disservice because I'm not following maybe a, a spiritually you know traditional path with it um, but I've listened to other um, PT 
slash yoga teachers and how they've integrated and how benefit they're betting benefiting from both um, uh, modalities or practices in being able to treat a person as a whole and granted being a PTA student or be uh, being a PTA I have to work for a PT so I have to find someone else out there who is like-minded or Mm -hmm. you know is it, it agrees we kind of have the the same type of philosophy so I've always been open-minded as to the type of setting where I want to work I know I have come from a family of nurses and nursing is not my interest so I don't know that acute care is going to be where I I want to end up um, home health or skilled nursing facility but I'm keeping an open mind when I start my clinicals here shortly um because who knows, I might get in a particular setting and realize that, you know what, maybe some of this, you know, mindfulness and breathing and just slowing down and pain body awareness might, you know, really be able to help people that I didn't realize that I could, you know, ha- help or have an impact I on. Love it. So yeah. I'm, keep, I'm keeping an open mind because it, it, it's all kind of new to me. I've spent more time in outpatient clinics and I definitely have a love for movement and getting people, you know, stronger and feeling better in their bodies. And I think there's something so empowering with that. So, um, yeah, I, I mean. Open mind. I like it. And yeah. that's what I would love to hear, you know, the majority of people, students, irrespective of PTA versus PT, saying. I got like two yeah. more questions for you that I'm going to leave uh-huh. you alone. Okay. Um, have you heard any bad things maybe before you got into school or, or maybe from other uh, maybe from other you know currently practicing PTAs like I know kind of when I hear people talk about being, about being a PTA my mind immediately goes to are you going to be stifled in what you can do are you going to be limited in what you can do because like you said you always need to have a PT like at least you know within a phone call depending on the state things like that have you heard anything bad or and, and like what would you how would you respond to that and are you concerned about you know potential uh, ceilings or barriers For what i can say is all of the uh, instructors that i've had and, and they're great, by the way, um, have always advocated and said, you know, there's nothing wrong with being a PTA because you are a PTA. Yes, there are certain things that you are not allowed to do. So each state is going to have different, you know, regulations and laws on that. Um, on the flip side, I will tell you what I've heard more of are PT, PTs saying that they almost wish they were a PTA mm-hmm. because of the extra documentation they have to do, the additional wow. liability that they have to have, that PTAs get to do just about the same type of intervention and hands-on work and actually get to spend more time with the patients, treating mm-hmm. them then the PTs actually get to because they are having to spend the time with the initial evals, the reevals, the discharge, um, more of the, the back end work. So yeah. I guess it depends who you talk to and what their experience is. I mean, a PT can be fully autonomous and go open up their own, you know, practice, whether they want to be cash pay or not. I've listened a lot uh, to you talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, in my case, I won't have that option. But 
Um, but I think there are still a lot of different opportunities out there in so many different settings. I love that. That is yeah. a phenomenal answer. I love that. I love it. Last question. <laughs> that was, I'm like, I should end it right there. But that was like, that was yeah. really, really, really good. Is there anything that you would like to leave the people with, especially those people that are thinking about going to PTA school, um, that you want to leave them with that you haven't already said? Well, I think just with anything, you know, I have a 13-year-old daughter and we're already talking about careers for her and does she want to start running start in high school, which that would be in a few years, she'd have to start really thinking about what she wants to do. So Mm -hmm. it kind of depends on what stage you are in your life. Um, Myself being, when I started this, I was, what, 41. Um, And so I kind of had to be practical and realize that spending seven plus years and $200,000 in loans (laughs) just doesn't make sense. Um, And so if you are thinking about doing something, whatever stage you're at, take the time. I told my daughter, you know, the, the two different career choices are totally different from each other. I said, well, you need to spend some time job shadowing, doing ride-alongs, spending time with people that actually are in that career and doing that to see, you know, is that something yeah. you can see yourself doing or you look at it and you're like, oh, you know what? I don't know. Don't... T- <laughs> There's nothing wrong with with having an education, but I see too many people, I have too many family members who have spent years and thousands of dollars on an education that they realize they don't yeah. they don't want to do it. Exactly. They don't yeah. even use it. Yeah. You are so, so right. If the people want to contact you, connect with you, ask questions, because I'm certain they're going to want to, uh, where, how can they do that? So I am on, I'm kind of old school. I'm on Facebook. I am on Instagram. So I'm Heather Ballard. Um, on Facebook, I'm Heather Renee Ballard on Instagram. How do you spell that, my dear? Heather. Yes. H-E-A-T-H-E-R. Renee. R-E-N-E-E. Ballard. B-A-L-L-A-R-D. So. Easy. And I'm Heather Renee Ballard, or sorry, Heather Ballard Yoga at gmail.com if anyone wants to throw me an email. Okay. Um, that's fine as well. I am in school full time, so I am kind of busy, but um, I would definitely love to hear from anyone who has any questions about school, the field. Yeah. Uh, amazing. So you guys, I put that in the show notes as always. On Facebook, we're looking at Heather Ballard. On Instagram, we're looking at Heather Renee Ballard. Or if you like the Gmail's emails, we're going to go with heatherballardyoga at gmail.com. All the ways, and they will be in the show (laughs) notes. Heather, thank you. This is awesome. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This is awesome. All right. I appreciate you. Everyone listening appreciates you. These are questions that I get that I, quite frankly, cannot answer because I'm not a PTA and not a PTA student. So thank you for taking the time. She has like a thousand tests this week and has taken the time <laughs> out to, to to hop on and answer some questions and, and be a resource for you guys. So Heather, once again, thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it as well. And all the information and knowledge that you put out there for all of us to be able to grow, grow with. You so thank are you. So very welcome. You guys listening, Thank you. I know you could have been doing anything and you chose to listen to us. And for that, we are endlessly, endlessly appreciative. 
Until next time, friends, Heather, and Maestro, out. Hey, you guys, Maestro here, coming at you live with another episode of Maestro on the Mic. We're continuing with our PTA episode, and with me today, well, not with me per se, he's all the way in Minnesota, and it's snowing apparently, uh, but with me I have uh, TJ Knowles. He is a PTA, like I said, in a small town in Minnesota, and actually he reached out to me um, after hearing that I was like, you know, trying to do this episode, and was like, hey, I'd love to help out, and I was like, hey, I'd love to have you. So without further ado, welcome to the show, TJ. Thanks, Shante. Thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be on your show today. Yeah. Dude, thank you for taking the time. I know you said you looked at the window and 30 <laughs> minutes ago there was no snow and now the ground is white. That sounds terrible. You guys listening, uh, when we're recording this right now, it is April 2nd. So it is like 68 or 70 degrees where I am, sunny day, and TJ told me it's snowing. So just for perspective, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. Yeah, so TJ, why don't you uh, tell the people about yourself? Yeah, small town Minnesota. Yeah, small town Minnesota. I uh, I'm three years into my PTA career. I started in the nursing home, kind of going back and forth between the nursing home and and a little bit of home health and a little bit of outpatient, and then recently transitioned more into just outpatient. Um, right now, I work under five to six PTs um, and kind of wow. transition back between those PTs with uh, each patient. And so basically, it's just me and one PT working on a patient. So. Um, but yeah, other than that, um, you know, didn't really know right away what I wanted to do in college and, uh, <laughs> reached out and just watched a physical therapy session and was like, wow, this is what I want to do. want to help people want to, uh, help improve people's lives. Like all of us, of course, in this field, pretty much. And, uh, hopefully, yeah, hopefully. Right. <laughs> so I went to the counselor, I said, Hey, how do I get into PT? How do I become a physical therapist? Because I have no idea even that there is assistance out in the world, not knowing anything about physical therapy. And he said, you have to move to this other school right now, right at this time to do it, to get into it. And, uh, actually it was the time when I was first having my child and my wife <sighs> was pregnant and it was, it would have been a five year kind of being away from them. And I said, that's mm -hmm. not going to happen <laughs> because yeah. I am not going to, you know, not be a, close to my child for five years. And uh, so I kind of said, hey, what else is out there? And he kind of said, well, you know, I can't really help you unless you're in pre-med. So I went somewhere else. <laughs> and oh, they, said, uh, they said, uh, well, have, if you ever heard of the physical therapist assistant? And uh, no, I hadn't. But then we looked into it a little bit more and it was only going to be two years uh, away from the family. So I said, wow, that's fantastic. That's a way better option for me. Yeah. So I looked into that and uh, took off on that route and haven't looked back since. And I just absolutely love it. So I can't say anything negative about it right now. So. Yeah, it seems to be one of the biggest things that I hear when people do ask me, which is why I you know, made this episode. People asking me, you know, should I do PT? Should I do PTA? And the big thing that comes up is the time difference in, in terms of schooling and, and the commitment, um, the commitment with that. Could you possibly speak to um, maybe any limitations that you find? Because like, on the one end, it's like, all right, I want to get into this field, anything within this field, as fast as I can. But have you found any limitations because of that? Or, you know, how, how are you finding that to be? Yeah, it's, it's something that there is some limitations. You can't do everything that a physical therapist does. And there's a little bit more constraints with different states, with regulations and whatnot. Um, I mean... You work in with what you have. You work in with what you can do. Um, you go from there. And, you know, it's one of those things at the end of the day, it's what's best for the patient. 
and you're yeah. doing, you know, what you can do physically um, mm-hmm. to help them. And it's something that's, you know, it's something you have to find a way around it for some of the things. You have to try different techniques. Um, one of the biggest things that I've tend to learn is you can learn so much from physical therapists and apply it that some of the things that you don't necessarily learn in assistant school that they might know or even some of the continuing education that you go on about as well. You can apply all of that. I don't think it's as big of a difference, physical therapist versus physical therapist assistant on necessarily what you can do and how you can help a patient though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's kind of what I've been hearing and doing these interviews and kind of looking into it more than anything. Like in terms of specifics, it's like, PTAs can't do the initial evals or the discharges. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Yep. And it's, it's But everything you know in between you're still dealing. Exactly. And that's you know, you talk about the the amount of school difference between there. <laughs> like, Therapist ah. assistant school is hard. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Yeah. It's something that is packed into a year and a half of not yeah. studying. You are learning almost everything that a physical therapist will learn in their, you know, two, three years of schooling yeah. and whatnot. And more and time. It's, uh, it's packed in very tight and you have to be on top of it. And, and even then you are not learning everything you can learn in this field. So <laughs> wow, that but. you actually had, had kind of slipped in there and it makes it, I'd like to kind of tease your brain, tease, tease your brain, tease that out a little bit more in terms of continuing ed. Like, are there courses that you go to that are PTA specific or, you know, you, I think it'd make more sense. Just go to a course that is offered to anyone. Um, uh, how does that work out for continuing it? And do you have any suggestions for the listeners? <laughs> um, well, so far in my career, um, I have really just stuck on the rock tape spectrum of it. That's and- <laughs> good, man. I paid him to come on the podcast. Actually. Exactly. Right? I was just about to say, <laughs> she didn't pay me, I promise. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, I've taken the cupping and the flossing, the blades, one and two, the taping. Because um, it just really speaks to me. Um, but there is yeah. classes that I've looked into that aren't necessarily a part of the rock tape uh, spectrum that, you know, it's just some of those classes that specifically for physical therapists that they can necessarily do. Otherwise, most classes don't have a restriction on if PTAs can go because yeah. at the end of the day, it's good to know what your physical therapist is doing to the patient. Yes. So then you can have that knowledge. So then when you go and talk to them, they know and you know what you're talking about when you go talk about those skill sets. That's so Good. In terms of things like, you know, let's let's talk about rock tape specifically. Yeah. So in terms of things like tools and pods, legally, can you do them? Can you use them with your patients, or does the PT have to be using them too in order for you to use it as part of your treatment plan or plan of care? Or like, what's the rules there? At least in Minnesota. Yeah, in Minnesota, no. We're good to go. One of the things that I really love to do is I like to try to mix concepts with what the PT does compared to what I do. And it might seem like, you know, fire and ice, but one of the PTs, and it works really well, is they do grass and technique. And then I'll come out mm. with my rock blading technique. And it actually goes hmm. really nicely because if they just got done with a grass and session, even last week, and they still might be a little bit sore, you're trying some of those light feathering techniques. You're trying some of the mm-hmm. inhibition techniques. And it's just like a wow. You know, it's, it's, yeah. this feels good for me right now where I'm at compared to maybe mm-hmm. grass, it wouldn't feel the greatest for me right now. So it's yeah. really that fine blending that actually makes it so, you know, it makes it to your advantage that you can use some of the things that you know and some of the things the physical therapist knows. It's amazing. You can get a green light. I love it. Like, I love it. Do you find that, you know, and you've been in different settings. Mm-hmm. Um, have you had kickback from other therapists that were like, uh, 
and I, I fearful, I'm fearful for my, for my own people saying this, but like, if you found any kickback from therapists that are like, no, you're just the PTA or any kind of bullshit like that, or you find that it's been pretty collaborative environments. You know, so far it's been collaborative and uh, cool. <laughs> I'm thankful for that so cool. far. Yeah, it, it's, I, it's, it's one, good. Of those, one of those things that uh, you do get a little bit of that necessarily. And some of this with and all physical therapist assistants will kind of get this when I say this, a little bit of that inferior feeling when you go to see a patient mm-hmm. for the first time because a physical therapist, they go, they do their eval, they talk about this is what we're going to do. This is going to work great for you. And then the next day or not the next day, the next treatment, an assistant walks up and says, hi, I'm a physical therapist assistant. Nice to meet Mm -hmm. you. And they go, oh, whoa, Mm -hmm. (laughs) what do you mean? (laughs) I'm not working with Shantae over here. No, what? Uh what? Uh She just gave me this huge spiel, right? And uh, you get a little bit of that sometimes with certain patients. But once once you do your thing, you educate, you know, not necessarily on just what an assistant is, but, you know, what they're going through. It's, it's the same exact yeah. thing, right? You're educating. You're kind of saying, hey, this is what we're doing. This is what's going on for you. This is what we're going to work towards. And they go, oh, well, this is no different than my physical therapist. Why am I having these, you know, thoughts going on in my head? You know, for the most uh-huh. part. So once you prove yourself, I mean, not necessarily prove yourself, but, you know, work with what you got towards the patient. And yeah, they respond totally. well with it. Yeah, they buy in. But it's a little bit more selling at being an assistant compared to necessarily what I've for seen sure. with a therapist. For sure. Because so, it is for really, sure. you brought up the time periods for education. That mm-hmm. is a tough thing to tell somebody when they say, oh, well, how many years of schooling is it? Because, you know, Shante just told me it's X amount. Well, yeah. and I say, hey, it's, it's two years of schooling. And then they go, oh, yeah. whoa. <laughs> so that's right. a little bit tougher for people to understand from a, a patient perspective. But uh, physical therapists, you know, once you, I think the toughest thing is right away. Once you first start to work with them, they don't really know mm-hmm. your style. That you don't really know their style. But uh, it's about gaining trust, hundred yeah. percent. Because at the Dude. at the end of the day, you know, it's uh, it's you and them working on what's best that's for the it. patient. And if you have mixed messages, it's not going to go well. You know, if you're saying, hey, yeah, no, totally. this works well, this is what we need to do. We need to really work manual with this patient. And then you come back to the patient and you say, mm-hmm. oh, manual doesn't work. No, we want to be up and exercising, right? No, it's a fine medium between you and your treatment style and maybe what they have. So I find it really advantage, a big advantage with being an assistant because you can mix and match all these different approaches with all these therapists, especially in my situation where I have six therapists. <laughs> yeah, so you got a lot you're juggling like. Wow. It's, I mean, that's a collaborative mentality, right? Collaboration, not competition. Does PTA school prepare you, um, how do I want to phrase it, with, does it provide you with the soft skills or training classes in the soft skills, which seems like it'd be paramount. I, I mean, ideally, it should be paramount in any healthcare service um, schooling. But does it provide you with courses? Because it seems like one of the biggest barriers would be like, how do you talk to this patient when they've just come from treating, you know, being with being assessed by a PT, and now they're expecting this. And then now they have not someone else, they have you, right? They don't have that original person, whether whether it's PT or not. Do they give you any schooling in that? Or is that just kind of trial by fire, and you learn how to do it? Yeah, it's and how to speak to these people. <laughs> so the nice thing, at least about, I, I can't speak about other physical therapist assistant schools, but where I went to school, we had a little bit of a free built-in clinic where we could really prone in on our, uh, on our talking and our skill set mm-hmm. in general, which was really, really nice because you can talk freely. They, they tell you, you know, hey, this isn't, I mean, you know, that kind of made me feel like this or whatnot. So for me, mm-hmm. for me, it was great. 
but for I don't know for other people know. for other people I mean trial by fire I mean <laughs> and you know yeah. you're gonna make mistakes you might you know I've had some really you know silly moments or silly things that I've said that I look back and go oh my goodness why did I say that you know and it's like well you can only learn from it you learn you know, exactly. you learn, you, you live learn. and you learn. So it's one of those things, if it's trial by fire, I mean, you find very quickly <laughs> what works and what uh-huh. doesn't work with somebody because they're going to let that therapist know. <laughs> yeah, there so, you go. And then you learn, you move forward. I, exactly. I think it's really valuable that you even bring this up there because for those people listening that maybe are thinking about going to PTA school, this is something that you know, not that not that it should dissuade you, but rather that you should be work, thinking about working on while you're in school like i've always said pt is like 98 99 soft skills and then the rest of it is like all right do they have this like super super complex case but we're seeing you know as a biopsychosocial model finally people are adopting it how you connect with that patient is everything so whatever you can do while you're learning the the hard stuff the hard skills to to hone those soft skills would be tremendous. So I'm really glad that TJ brought that up as, you know, this is one of the things that you will face and there's no getting around it. I think definitely PTs, if you're listening to this and you have PTAs, is something that you should also be helping them out with in setting the stage. If you know that this person is going to be moving towards a P- towards working with the PTA, set the stage so that it is, a, it, this nice, it is this nice collaborative environment. And then, you know, my PTA students um, or potential, you know, future PTAs think about this as something that, um, it's a skill that you need to work on because it's something that you are absolutely, you know, going to be facing. So I think that's a great point that you brought up, my dude. Yeah. Great, great, great yeah. Point. I think a lot of it is about communication, you know, between you and the physical therapist. It's absolutely huge that you're on the same wavelength because it's yeah. going to directly affect that patient. And it, yes, it, patient you, you centered. It, up, it makes it a lot, lot easier when, you know, that physical therapist will say, hey, you're working with TJ next time. He's a physical therapist assistant. You, this is what you guys might work on. Uh, but Boom. he's also going to bring some of the stuff that he knows as well, because I know yeah. stuff, you know, at my clinic that I've gone to continue education, say with the, for with sure. the rock tape stuff that they don't necessarily do. Uh-huh. And it's so advantageous to the patient that, that you can Absolutely. get those two different spectrums as PTs can bring stuff to the tables. PTAs can bring stuff to the table as well, which is, you know, a good, yeah. a, a good thing as well, because some, sometimes we're almost even seeing them more. <laughs> so, yeah, and- absolutely. If you think about the model, absolutely, TJ. Absolutely. That makes sense. But it's like we say it all the time within the PT world, like just because you're a new grad or a newer grad doesn't make you inferior to someone that's been working, you know, a lot longer. They may have certain, they may have, they may have more experience, but if you're going to new courses and you're keeping up with what's, you know, the Joneses and, and really diving into this stuff, you definitely got things to bring to the table. And the fact that as a PTA, you can go to these same courses and then use these same techniques and then have these discussions with the rest of the staff, like, heck Yeah. I love it. Right. I it's, love it, man. Yeah. It's one of those things that, you know, it's all about gaining that trust of that, that patient, you know, and you might, you might get some uh, weird looks. You might get some weird, as you say, you're an assistant and whatnot, but once you proved them and once those thought viruses kind of go away, it's one of those things that uh, it's all about the patient communication between you, the therapist and the patient is so vital. It's so good. So good. TJ. So good. So the big question then becomes, TJ, because I'm sure people are thinking at home, you know, would you go back or do you feel like you need to go back to get the DPT or do you feel like you, you know, you can do whatever you want to be doing with what you have right now? Yeah, Shantae, surprisingly, I get asked that quite a bit <laughs> from a lot of different patients, oh. um, you know, that, hey, are you going to go back and get the, you know, become a physical therapist? And, you know, you're like, well, 
how do you feel right now? Do you feel good? I mean, because I feel like I'm doing some of the same stuff I would do if I went back and became a physical therapist, you know, because at the end of the day, it's, are you helping them? Yes or no? Yes. You know, great. Fantastic. Whether you're an assistant or a therapist, there you go. You know, but uh, it's it's surprising because at the end of the day, nobody cares about the letters. Nobody, nobody cares about the letters. It's that, you know, Yes, I have I have back pain. Am I helping you? Yes or no? And people just want to get out of pain. So, you know, no matter who can help them get to it. achieve that goal. So to answer your question, that's no, it. I wouldn't go back. My dude, I love it. Uh, is there anything? I'm gonna wrap it up because, like I said, we got this is part of this uh, you know multiple mm-hmm. person interview uh, style here. But is there anything else you'd like to say to the people, suggest to the people, advise the people on? Yeah, I'm finishing thoughts. I mean, it's definitely if you're if you're a therapist listening or assistant listening, you know, and you're not getting along with your therapist, try to improve that relationship because even if you think it or not, that relationship that you have with your therapist directly impacts that patient, whether you know it or not, yeah. whether it's behind the scenes or working with that patient in general and feel free to use different ideas from other therapists that you work under with your patient you're working with is, you know, I work under six different therapists. If I pick an idea from, you know, one therapist and I use it with an, with a patient I'm using with a different therapist, that's huge because then you're mixing techniques. It's you're collaborating with different therapist ideas and making that patient better. But, uh, at the end, at the end of the day, um, you know, just be confident in yourself. That's huge. That's so as a PTA, that inferior feeling, it's never going to go away. But uh, if you're confident with it, you know, it's something that uh, <laughs> you will definitely get through. So <laughs> uh, It's amazing, man. That's real talk, you guys. Real talk. If people want to reach out to you and, you know, ask questions, follow you, how can they do that? Yeah, for sure. Um, well, the best way to reach out to me actually is email. I know that's kind of old school, but <laughs> people do it. It's, they do it. It's uh, T Knowles, so my last name, K N O W, at choicetherapy1.com. And then I usually keep my Instagram private, but I'll open it up for people that definitely have questions. It's at TJ <laughs> underscore Knowles 005. So awesome. I will link all of that in the show notes, guys. I'll give you I'll write the email there. I will link his uh, Instagram. And if you have questions, you know, he likes the email, shoot him an email and you have those questions answered because he's going to be able to answer them a whole lot better than I will. Right. TJ, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I know you could, uh, you had a, God, you had a full day of work and now it's snowing in Minnesota. My goodness. Normal. Um, yeah. Like, wow. But yeah, you made time for me. So thank you so, so, so very much. Appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you guys listening. Thank you, my dude. You guys listening. I know you could be doing anything, but you chose to listen to us. And for that, I am endlessly, endlessly, endlessly grateful. Not going to ask you for any likes or follows or anything like that. I'm just going to ask you to keep on listening to the rest of this series. Until next time, friends, TJ and Maestro, out. Hey, you guys, Maestro here, and welcome back to the PTA episode. With me today, I have my good friend and grandmaster PTA. She's been in the field for over 20 years, folks. That's like mind-blowing but i'm gonna hop on in so that she can get started and tell us all the things welcome to the show without further ado amy manuel thanks for coming on buddy hey thanks for having me dude pumped you guys listening we actually recorded this episode like two years ago 
Uh, I was in Philly for Podcast Movement, and Amy lives there. And we met up and recorded it in a hallway at the convention center. And then a lot of things have changed since then. And I was like, dude, we got to record this again. So here's the new and improved version with the newest version of Amy. It's exciting. Yes. Yes. So, Amy, my dear, can you just tell the people a little bit about yourself in terms of like how long you've been a PTA, why you became a PTA, how how it's been for you? Um, I graduated in 2000, so just closing in on 20 years wow. now. And I actually um, kind of in the – I was in maybe like 10 years old and my brother was dating somebody who was going to school to be a PTA and she told me about it and I was like – that's what I'm going to do. Wow. And that's what I did. Holy smokes. I never second guessed it or I never, it was just kind of like, yeah, that makes sense. That's exactly what I'm going to do. And wow, I did it. How was school? Um, it was good. You know, even though it's a two year degree, it, there was only two of us oh. in the whole program that were actually doing it straight through. Okay. So most people got like their prerequisites out of their way and stuff and then came back and did the PT classes. So it was a pretty heavy case, though, to um, do it straight through. There were only two of us crazy ones that did it that way. Man. And then you graduate, you become a PTA. Was it everything you thought it was going to be? I mean, you've been a PTA for a long time, so clearly you didn't hate it. But No, I mean, my first day at my first job, I walked in the door and they were like, okay, we're leaving for the day. You're going to be the night therapist. Here's all your evaluations. And don't use that machine in the corner because it could hurt somebody and <laughs> that's how my literally with day one of my career started <laughs> and um <laughs> and I had to explain to them you know what I did and you know I don't do evaluations and that's why it's so important for PTAs to really know exactly their um their guidelines because you can't really count on any employer knowing it because they tried to pull off that there was a physician in the building and I'd be fine. I'm like, I'm not a wow. physician assistant. I... I'm a physical therapist assistant. Oh. And, you know, from day one kind of really had to know what I could do, what I couldn't do, how to advocate. Um, and there are so many gray areas, some of it I still can't figure out wow. <laughs> 20 years later. Wow. How was so... the PT, PTA relationship then? And what are your thoughts on it in general? Well, my first job was outpatient. I learned right away that I, that was not for me. I lasted maybe five months there. So I really consider my first work experience as when I went into acute rehab because that's where I feel like I kind of started mm -hmm. to develop. And I got in at this like perfect time because it was before that three hours of therapy rule started. And I had phenomenal PTs at that point that really invested their time in me yeah. I mean I didn't know anything I came in I'd never gate trained a person I didn't know really anything and they were probably really bummed that I was their PT <laughs> 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 initially <laughs> and you know it was really hard because they really pushed me and pushed me and pushed me and some days I didn't want to go in because they pushed me so hard and that's amazing now I keep in I keep in contact with them all the time and you know I love them That's and amazing. I'm just so appreciative that they really um, took their time to mentor me. I think that sometimes now with such high productivity standards and the way that things are going now, it's a little bit scarier that 
there really isn't that mentorship oh, for available. Sure, for sure. What advice would you give to current PTAs that are, as it relates to kind of building that relationship between PT and, and PTA? Because it's so important. And like, you know, we've talked about this before, like there's a lot of fighting and there's a lot of like misconceptions as to what people do and don't do. Like what advice would you give to PTAs to kind of lead the charge and, and develop that, that relationship? That's a tough one. Um, I feel like I still haven't mastered that. My most current job was a very much um, not a not the easiest relationship between a PT and a PTA. Mm-hmm. They were a brand new grad. Um, and I think that it was tough for them having a PTA you know, experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt like sometimes it was like kind of more challenging than it had to be. And I'm like, listen, you know, I'm a PTA. I'm here to support you. Like you just do your assessments and you know, you do your part of it. Mm-hmm. I'll do mine. Totally. Um, I mean, I think that's and a valuable lesson right there. together. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's huge. So I think... Keep going. It's always important. It's always just important to kind of establish that we are not in competition. We are a team. You bring value to the table. I bring value to the table. Like, let's work it out. Yes. And... Yes. You know, if there's something that you feel that I can work on, I think that it's important, even if you're a therapist, for a long time to be able to have a PT be like give you feedback Mm -hmm. and always be willing to hear their feedback. I think that that's probably what's pretty important. And um, especially because PTAs don't come out knowing everything that the more time a PT invests in their PTA, just you both can flourish and really support each other. Both. You both win. How was it? Mm -hmm. I mean, I met you at a continuing ed course as a PTA. How is it taking continuing ed and then going and applying it? Do you, did you face any barriers with that? I don't think so. I, you know, I, I brought it to the table and I think that especially after I took the rock tape um, portion of it, like I would tape a couple people in the, the PT that, you know, also knew it came from kind of a different philosophy of taping. Mm-hmm. And um, so I kind of just explained where I was coming from and I had the freedom to do what I wanted to do, even though it was a little bit of a Amazing. technique. I mean, it sounds like communication is going to rule the roost there, like mm-hmm. telling you what I'm doing. Like, I, you guys listening, I do get questions from PTAs. That's why I did this episode and I can't answer them. I, one, I've never worked with a PTA and two, I'm not a PTA, which is why I brought Amy on uh, and everyone else that, I, that I've had on this episode. But I think, you know, a lot of PTs listening to this, one, understand that the other that the PTA is a human, is a person, and we should be having discussions. And you guys that are listening that are PTAs understand that, you know, you also got to advocate for yourself and be like, this is my skill set. This is what I've gone and done training with. And like, I'd love to have these discussions with you about, you know, why I want to do this or why we're doing this. Like, there's just like Amy said, mm-hmm. needs to be that team approach what about with patients amy did you ever face any like patients that were like oh i don't want to work with the pta or any any that kind of nonsense like that me i guess i've had a pretty easy path but not i can't really recollect any time that that's happened that's amazing i have not had anybody say that either i i think in general as humans we tend to come up with situations and like think about the worst situations before they ever happen right 
usually the worst, the scariest thing about anything is just thinking about it. And you do it, it's not so scary. And so people will ask me these things. And I'm just like, I don't even know if that happens. And according to Amy, in her 20 years, <laughs> it didn't happen. Where a patient was like, no, I don't want to work with, with a PTA. Like, are, are, at the end of the day, I was saying about PTs, right? Like, most of our patients get better because we're kind, because we care, because we show up with them. Like, it's not some rocket surgery, crazy stuff we're doing. So just be a damn good human and, and things things work out. You wrote to me, Amy, and said that you thought PTA, or becoming a PTA, is the best first career. Why? Yeah. Well, you usually say PTA is the best first career. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. A PTA is a whole lot less student loans mm-hmm. and a whole lot less time. And kind of for the same reasons. You, you learn those soft skills and... First of all, I think that it's great. I mean, some people in my class, they knew they were going to be a PA, that they went to school to be PTA so that they can put their self through PA school or oh, whatever is next. Okay. But for two years, you can kind of get a degree where you can have a decent living and quality of life and a job. I, yes. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> I, I don't think we can like overstate that, the importance of that. Like you can eat and have a job and like have big pay your rent that's huge yes yeah yes amy what what else is available to ptas like besides like being a pta are there other things that you could do there are you know the other where i used to work there used to be um a lot of atps which i'm not sure many people out there are too familiar with that, but that's assistive technology professional. And never heard of that. Um, as a PTA, yeah, and it is like um, it's a test that you have to take, and you have to take a some continuing ed. But you can work pretty independently under that certification if you get it. So that would be an avenue that you can go, and you know, if you don't need to have a PT, um, and those are kind of the like the seating professionals, like a, the wheelchair vendors. Okay, are ATP. Okay. Um, and it's a bigger field than that, but that would be kind of a main thing that you can kind of do, um, by yourself. Yeah. And I mean, all the certifications that PTs, you know, you can be a pelvic physical therapist assistant or, you know, wound care certified. You can, there's a lot of different options available um, that would allow you. Yeah. And I'm transitioning next week. Tell us more. tell us more Uh, i'd love to hear about that um so yeah making big jump so i guess another option available for ptas is i'm going to be becoming a clinical liaison so i'll be out of patient care but kind of between the um acute rehab and the hospitals so it's amazing and the skill set that you picked up, like you said, PTA being one of the best first careers, the skill set that you picked up from doing this. And guys, you guys listening, I've talked to Amy, I've known her for a few years now, and some of the stuff she tells me that she deals with, I'm like, what? You prepared for anything in life, actually. Like, I couldn't do that. It's amazing. Like, you gain this these skill set, and then you can go and, and pivot and go and, like she said, she's doing a clinical liaison, but you have other options should you choose to do that, I mean, like we said, Amy's been doing this for 20 years, so it wasn't like, oh, I got sick of it after one day. Like, she clearly loves what she's been doing, but is now ready ready to pivot. Would would you go back and do yeah. it again? 
Yeah. And I mean, the, the reason for my pivot, I'm not doing it because I'm so burnt out and I hate patient care. Like it was a really, really difficult decision for me because I still 20 years into this love treating. It's amazing. Um, so, you know, it was a, it was a bit, it wasn't an easy decision and no, I, I'm on some of the message message boards and on Facebook groups and stuff about people who are so desperate to get out of, mm-hmm. um, patient care. And I kind of feel a little bit guilty that I, <laughs> sometimes that I don't feel that way. It's amazing and it was hard don't. for me. Um, yeah, that's but. amazing. I have a bunch of people that write into me, which is again, why I did this episode and they were, they asked like should I go to PTA school? And this may be a loaded question, but what are your thoughts on that? And and I want you to take into consideration like the current climate and market with yeah. things that are happening with Medicare. Yes. What would you say? I would normally say absolutely. I do think that right now is super, super scary. Mm-hmm. That, it's real talk. Uh, it's really, real <laughs> I, you talk. know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell somebody not to do it, mm-hmm. but I think, you know, going into it, it's a little bit different when you come out. You might have a little bit more struggle getting a job. Yeah. It's not it's not the market that it was. Yes. But, you know, when I graduated in 2000, I think I, when I started PTA school, PTAs were coming out with all kinds of job offers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a couple of years later when I graduated, I couldn't buy a job. I think my first job, that outpatient job that they wanted me doing evaluations, I think it was like 13 or $14 an hour. What? That was the best what? I could do. I took the job because it was a job, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So I kind of graduated at a time where it was scary mm-hmm. too. And you did so it, yeah. So you can still, I, and I think that, you know, things will come full circle. Mm-hmm. But oh, this is... I do think that it's a little bit scarier to get into it now than them before it had been oh. even five years ago yeah oh i appreciate that i think that's like, like exceptional advice and real talk i i hate when people i, I said it about pt school like people ask me now should i become a pt and i'm like i don't know it's kind of a lot of money like really got to think about all the things that i wish someone had told me and laid out before me and then you, then you can make your own decision but I, I think it's irresponsible of us to not give people all the facts um, and like Amy said, there's a bunch of stuff going on with Medicare right now and, and just reimbursement changes and things like that. And so it, it may make things harder, but that will not change the fact that if and when you go through school and then graduate and get a job, you will still end up with this incredible skill set and can end up with this incredible skill set and incredible experiences. Okay. So just understand that stuff going in. That's all That's all that she's, that she's trying to say. I'm looking at the time, Amy. I'm not going to wrap this up just yet because I do... Okay kind of want to just pick your brain and just kind of let you riff on PTAs in general and the value and the relationships that should be between PTs and PTs, PTAs. And we kind of spoke about it a little bit, but I, I know that you're very passionate about this and the value that PTAs bring to healthcare. And I'd love if you just, you want to say some stuff on that. Oh boy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> where to begin? <laughs> um, I do think that when PTs kind of get critical of PTAs that um, we need to advocate for ourselves a little bit better as a whole. I think sometimes, you know, we shrink back or um, it's pretty easy to kind of just ride the tide out with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
you know, we do bring a lot of skills to the table if, 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 if you learn. Um, My first job, as I said before, um, was a real mentorship. And without that job, I wouldn't be the therapist that Mm -hmm. I am today. So I know darn well that, you know, I I don't want to talk for all PTAs because if you just graduate and you just kind of get an easy job and don't push yourself, you're going to be a sucky therapist, just like a PT would. Exactly. It's a fact. Um, (laughs) So it's really, you know, we have to take ownership of our own education and um, the skills that we bring. I love it. And, you know, that's why there's so much good continuing it out there and how we met. But I think that the conversation will will get better between PTs and PTAs the more you educate yourself and they know that you what you bring to the table. Amy, I don't you say all the best things. <laughs> this is like ah, it's just so good. It's there's something so intangible about speaking with someone who's been doing something for 20 years for any kind of committed you know long amount of time and just the experience that you know that they're bringing to the table and when they say something there's so much more behind it than you know a simple sentence but you know amy amy is able to get it yeah, out i feel in like sentence. i oversimplified that but... not at all that's 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 the, that's the value right you know the longer that we we're treat, responsible like this is it's so good like only someone who really is a master of their craft, someone that's really been involved, is able to simplify it and get it down to a sentence. It's much easier to say, you know, like I do, and just talk forever, as opposed to really getting it out like that. So it's huge, Amy. And I, I, I one of the reasons I love podcasts is because people can hear that and they can hear it in your voice that you are truly happy doing what you're doing and you made a great career decision and the advice that you're giving comes from a very genuine place. So thank you. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. If the folks, because they're probably going to want to, want to reach out and kind of pick your brain, ask you some stuff, whatever, get to know you and your chickens. Yes, she has chickens. Uh, <laughs> how can they do that? <laughs> oh, boy, the chickens. Um, yeah, my next life, I'm going to be a chicken uh, farmer. I like it. Ask my husband. <laughs> um, <laughs> would be to email me. Um, so it's my last name is Manuel, M-A-N-U-E-L dot amy amy at gmail would be the best one. amazing manual dot amy at gmail.com and guys i'm gonna give you guys a little life hack those periods don't matter did you know that oh really yeah no? some bullshit right so it doesn't matter if they put the if they were to type it with or without it so if you guys listening if you have periods in your own email addresses send yourself an email without the periods and you're gonna see it shows up and you're gonna be like my whole life was a lie but just so you guys know but hers is <laughs> manual.amy at gmail.com amy you want to leave us with any any other final words i just want to say thank you to this whole community honestly you know i know that we've been in contact a long a long time and you've pushed me and listening to these podcasts um you know, without the non-clinical PT, which is Meredith, without her podcast, without J, um, Dr. J-Pops, all of this stuff that just find people that are, like you always say, that are doing the things yeah. that you want to do and listen to them. Because really, um, it's changed the direction of my whole life, being a part of this community. You're amazing. Um, You're amazing, Amy. So Thank you. <laughs> it You're is, amazing. It's the truth. But you It's, are. you know. 
Amazing. The trajectory, I would have never even known about this new jump that I'm taking. I wouldn't have known it existed, how to get it, what to do, what to say. And um, just in general, just all the support from the community all the time. I'm really good at you know, DMing. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's great. People, apparently. That's right. Reach out. <laughs> I'm like, give me all the knowledge. I want it That's all. why we're so out there. I just so. really want to, you know, really just genuinely thank you for all that you're doing you are so welcome and i gotta thank you for actually doing the thing because there's nothing better than watching someone create and continue to live their best life so thank you for actually doing the thing it's awesome awesome amy thank you awesome awesome i'm excited yeah (laughs) yeah you guys listening actually by the time this comes out amy will have started her job so i will make sure that i drop a little update in the show notes uh, and let's let you guys know how she's doing. But that's all I got for you with this little segment. I want to keep them shorter so that we can get them all in and you're not listening for 100 million hours. So, Amy, thank you truly for everything. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. Just thank you for reaching out and just being so awesome. So thank you. You guys listening, thank you. I know you can be doing anything and you chose to listen to us. And for that, as always, endlessly, endlessly appreciative if you like this episode give it some stars if you love this episode send it to someone who you think it could help maybe they're thinking about being a pta maybe it's a friend of yours whatever share the love all right that's all i got for you until next time friends amy and maestro out hey guys maestro here welcome back to our pta episode so today I have with me Janessa Niemeyer. Did I say that right? Yes. Just checking. Janessa Niemeyer, she is actually, and this is going to round out our little compilation here, she is a currently a PT, but was originally a PTA. So she's done the PTA to PT thing. She graduated from PT school in 2018 um, and has been working as a traveling PT. So she's currently in Duluth, Minnesota bless you. Uh, She's got about three weeks left at her current stint and then off to wherever she wants. But I had to bring her on so we could hear from someone that's made the the transition and kind of hear what they got to say. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Janessa. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. You're very welcome. So I know you worked all day today. I appreciate you taking the time at the end of your day on this balmy day there, right? It's like high 50 there. Oh, so yeah. it's a very nice day. <laughs> Taking the time to to share your experience with the people. Um, could you just give them a little bit of background, like, you know, PTA school, PT school, why you made the jump? Just give them your story. Um, so originally, like back in high school, I knew I was interested in physical therapy. Um, at the time, um, being 18 and thinking about taking on that much school and student debt was very intimidating. Um, So I actually pursued um, PTA school. Um, And then while I was in school, I started thinking about maybe going back as a, for PT eventually. Um, And then after working for a year, I was like, nope, I'm going to do it now and went back. Wow. And what exactly made you want to go back, though? Was there, like... So there was a lot. So as a PTA, you get kind of an overview of everything. But mm-hmm. there was still more that I really wanted to know and understand. Um, mm-hmm. There's also um, 
having the autonomy as a PT that I really wanted. Gotcha. Um, but mostly it's just the thirst of knowledge. I wanted to know more um, and understand more to help my patients. And do you feel like that was covered in PT school? Definitely. And you can say no. Oh, okay. I was <laughs> like, you can say no if you want. <laughs> there's, there's still so much that I don't know. Um, but I think that's kind of the beauty of the profession is there's always more to learn. And um, so that's a big reason that I love the profession. That's amazing. And so you were actually a PT for like six years, excuse me, a PTA for like six years, right? It wasn't like you did it for like a month and you're like, I'm out. So it was like six years. And what kind of setting were you in during that time? Um, Or settings? Well, technically I was in a PTA for a year before I decided to go back. Ah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) I love it. Wow. You knew right away. Um, So that was pretty quick. But I actually started out as a traveling PTA. Um, ah. ended up in Wyoming. Um, okay. So I was at an outpatient clinic there. Um, and it's Wyoming, so it's a very rural area. <laughs> uh, pretty much anywhere you're at. Um, so I got to see a lot of different populations from people with spinal cord injuries to geriatrics to student-athletes. Um, and that kind of sparked my interest even more to go back to PT school. And then Amazing. In PT school, I continued working PRN um, Mm -hmm. at an outpatient clinic back home and then several um, SNFs and assisted living facilities in the area. Got it. Your PT PT school, that was full-time. How were you working and going PT school? How did you do this? So much coffee. (laughs) (laughs) That's adorable. That answer was adorable. Oh my God! So much coffee. Got it. I'm like that is a yeah. lot. PT school is like, like you said, that's one of the one of the major deterrents for people is just the time commitment. It's like the, the financial burden and the time commitment. And so you're working and going to PT school. Yeah, that is incredible. That's incredible. And so now, do you feel like as a PT, you have the autonomy that you were looking for? Um, I think it depends on the setting. Um, Go into that. So, well, especially where I'm at now, um, mm-hmm. and then being a traveler too, that you're kind of a temporary team member. Yeah. Um, I've had good experiences where they've been very welcoming and I felt a part of the team and they include me in decisions and all of that. Um, but I could definitely see how, especially in like sniffs, and that kind mm-hmm. of thing, there's a lot of things with nursing and insurance that kind of dictate what you're able to do, uh, yeah, which is totally. frustrating. Totally. Did you ever want to open up or do you ever want to open up your own practice? Um, so going into PT school, I was like, no, I'm never doing that. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Now that I've been out and working for a year, I think I could be open to it. You make fast moves. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Uh, you know, and I ask that question because I feel like I get the question a lot from people. Should I go to PTA school? Should I go to PT school? And that's actually why I made this episode because I was like, I don't know if you should go to PTA school. I didn't go to PTA school. But one of the things that I was hearing was that the, the autonomy piece of it, the kind of ceiling in terms of if you want to open your own practice, that seems like a big limitation as a PTA where you you, didn't, you just need to have a PT with you in some capacity, mm-hmm. right? So I feel like that was kind of like, 
if you don't mind that. But, you know, and that's why I love having you on right now because you see that is one thing that is open, a door that is opened. Uh, some people, you know, I was the same way when I was in PT school. I was like, I never want to have a business. I never want And now I'm like, I can't work for anyone. I'm unemployable. <laughs> like, <laughs> awesome. It's funny how that changes. So that is definitely uh, something to think about. If someone was to ask you, you know, a PT, actually, I'm going to give you the same exact question. If someone was to ask you, should I go to PTA school or should I go to PT school? Are there any things that you would shoot back at them in terms of, you know, well, here's some things to think about to help you make that decision? Um, I've actually had that question. Um, people have asked me that question a lot. I um, love it. Which is great. Um, so one of the things that I ask them um, is kind of what their goals are, like what mm -hmm. has brought them to the profession and what they're hoping to accomplish. Um, so depending on like what settings they want to, or populations they're interested in, um, for instance, if they, all they want to do is just treat the patients and spend time with the patients, um, and they're fine just following the plan of care that the PT has laid out for them, then I would say PTA. Um, oh. but some people are very, like the way they're, they think about things is a little different. Um, some people have that, the extra thirst of knowledge that they want to be able to dive deeper into more of the valuation process and assessments and that kind of thing um, than PT. Um, but I always tell them to observe both in different settings mm -hmm. because the job is different and responsibilities are different. Yeah. Yeah. If someone was to ask you if a P, I'm guessing the answer is the same. If a PTA was to ask, you know, should I, Janessa, should I, I'm thinking about it. Should I go back to PT school? You ask them the same questions. And if you do ask them the same questions, do you give them any words of advice? I would say similar um, questions, but I think it would be more of why they want to go back. Because mm -hmm. um, I think my why was the main reason that I survived PT school because there were definitely days that I was like, oh my, did I make a mistake? Like mm -hmm. I had a great job. I love being a PTA. I was well rested. I didn't have student debt. Like all of these <laughs> things that were so great. <laughs> I was well rested. You are right. <laughs> but now being on the other side of it, like, because I had that why to keep me going, um, I think that would be really important for someone wanting to go back to school. Yeah, I love it. You guys, that is so freaking valuable what she said. Just, and this is across the board. Something I ask people all the time, what's your why? Because that's what's going to keep you doing the thing, whether it's you're trying to start an Instagram account and build a following or going back to school. What's your why? If it's some superfluous thing and it's not, you know, something you can really sink your teeth into, we shouldn't be surprised if when you have to fall back onto it, you're like, actually, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. It's not worth it. So that is huge if you my dear had to go back and do it again would you do it the same um i think i wish 
there would have been more information on like PTA versus PT and then mm-hmm. more like openness on how to mm-hmm. address like the time and student loans. Um, Cause that was, it was more of a fear factor that I didn't just go directly to PT school in the first place um, for gotcha. me. So I yeah. think having that, and I tried finding it even once I was a PTA wanting to go back to school, I couldn't find any really good resources on people that had done it. Um, but yeah. it turns out there's quite a few of us out there. <laughs> wow. This is, I mean, this is exactly why I, I'm so grateful for you for coming out and, and being on the podcast and, and sharing this message because I don't know what's out there. Again, I wasn't really looking for things, so I don't know exactly what's out there. But I have, I know that there are still plenty of people asking the same questions that you were and wondering the same things that you were wondering. So you, it's all coming full circle, get to answer those questions for them and, and be that, that resource and, and fill that gap. So thank you for that. That's really, this is going to be super, super helpful for people. Yes, and thank you for creating a platform for it. Oh, my, my pleasure. I get to talk all day? Please. Of course. <laughs> it's great. Janessa, do you mind if the people contact you if they have any questions? Of course. That'd be okay. Fine. Amazing. Uh, you guys, by the way, she has an amazing dog named Wilbur, right? So yes. if that swings the vote anyway, she's cool people, right? Cute dog, <laughs> Wilbur, Basset Hound. Yes. Uh, if the people want to contact you, how can they do that? Oh, goodness. Um, probably <laughs> What's email? your email? It's easy. <laughs> email yeah. is the best. <laughs> Don't give your cell phone number on no. the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Email's good. Perfect. <laughs> Oh, Janessa. What is your email address, my dear? It is JanessaNeemeyer at gmail.com. All right. So it's your name. It's going to be J-A-N-E-S-S-A-N-I-E-M-E-Y-E-R at gmail.com. Don't worry, guys. I know it's a little bit of a mouthful. I will link it in the show notes uh, so that if you do have this question, you want to talk to someone that has done the transition, right? went from PTA to PT, um, has been doing that travel PT thing also as well, you have a resource here. Janessa, anything you want to leave the people with? Any last words, words of wisdom? Pressure. <laughs> ah. <laughs> All the pressure. I don't know. Just keep doing your all thing. I love it. See, I, you know what? That's very genuine. And you said y'all's. That's endearing. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I'm sure the people listening do too. Right? You guys listening, when I when I created this episode, when I reached out to people, I actually put a, a post up on social media. Um, and that's how Janessa contacted me quite some time ago. So uh, I'm trying to drop the ball after that. But, you know, reach out to people, ask the questions. If you want to know things, this is an amazing time that we live in. And that's why I bring awesome, real people who say y'all onto this podcast right so you guys get exposed to everything it's not just one set demographic and so you hear a bunch of different people and hopefully in hearing a bunch of different people you realize that you can do it too maybe you hear a little bit of yourself in them so janessa thank you for the y'all thank you for your time (laughs) it's greatly greatly appreciated you guys listening thank you i know you could have been doing anything but you chose to listen i got a little study there you chose to listen us. I feel like I should have said y'all. Just throw it out <laughs> there. <laughs> right? Y'all. It's not that embarrassing. Y'all chose to listen to us. 
And for that, I'm endlessly, endlessly grateful. Janessa, one more time. Thanks for coming on the show, my dear. Appreciate it. You guys listening, thanks. You're very welcome, my dear. You guys listening, thank you. Until next time, friends, Janessa and Maestro. Bye.